Hey, welcome back. Thanks as always for tuning back into our podcast. This is Naga Notes. I am Jake Wiskirchen. I'm your host. And this week's episode is going to be discussing the benefits of oral care, uh, that is your mouth. And uh, we're going to understand how the mouth and its health has an overall effect on the human body and its um, and its well-being, as well as your mental wellness. I'm not going to say any more because my guest, Dr. Damian Wachowski, does a pretty good job of explaining in several metaphors and, uh, and anecdotes and analogies. And I think it's really informative. It was one of the more educational podcast interviews that I've ever done. So I was actually pleasantly surprised. Uh, Damien and I have been friends for more than 30 years now. And uh, he's a he's a dentist up in uh, the Pacific Northwest in the United States uh, in the uh, Portland-Vancouver uh, area. Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, Washington. So um, as always, we welcome your feedback Info at nogginnotes.com, info at zephyrwellness.org are ways that you can reach out with ideas for what to cover on the podcast or if you just have questions that you want answered. I haven't done a listener mail in a long time, mostly because we haven't gotten much mail, but I do have regular conversations with peers and colleagues and uh, members of the general public who want stuff answered. And so I've been tallying those and tabulating them, and I'll get to those at some point. So this one, uh, I I wanted to entitle it... Um, everything you thought you knew about oral health, but were afraid to ask, but I thought that was kind of, uh, cheesy and overdone. So, uh, I'm interested to know what Safiso comes up with for a title here, but you definitely want to pay attention to this one because I found it interesting. I found it really enlightening and, um, I'm sure you will too. So thanks. And here is Dr. Damien Wachowski and I discussing oral health and its overall impact on the rest of your health. Welcome back to the Noggin Notes podcast. And this week's episode, uh, we're talking oral hygiene, oral health, and how it relates to your overall health. Because Noggin Notes, of course, is about, you know, mental wellness. But we also try to branch out into other disciplines like, uh, you know, dental health. And today we have Dr. Damian Wachowski, that's a W-O-Y-C-I-E-H-O-W-S-K-Y, for those of you who want to look him up. Um, you're a dentist kind of doctor. And well, last time I checked, that's correct. That is true, yeah. Um, how long have you been a dentist in it up? Well, I graduated in 2012 with a dental degree, and I've been spending so the last, let me see here, one, two, three, four, five, six years as a dentist, and I've been up at Oregon Health and Science University as an associate assistant professor. That's cool. What are you teaching? Uh, I help in the clinics. Basically, once the students get their um, basic knowledge laid down and taught to them about you know the basics of how to fix teeth, how to repair teeth, and how to help people out, they get sent to the clinics and they work on live patients. So I'm one of the few faculty that's there to show them the ropes and show them how to help people out. Awesome. What's your private practice like? Um, my private practice is basically the demographic is very heavy, actually more towards the elderly, like baby boomers and, um, basically blue collar type people. It's not really cosmetic at all. It's not really geared towards any specific population. Uh, it, it just draws from the local community and those people, like I said, they just tend to be kind of salt of the earth, um, average normal people like you and me. Yeah. Try and any, anybody can do a podcast, even the salt, of the salt of the earth. Everybody needs a dentist, not just the rich and happy people in Beverly Hills. Right, totally. And, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about today because, um, like I mentioned in the beginning, you know, we, we try to cover all aspects of health and wellness because uh, holistically, if one part of you is uh, deteriorating, mm-hmm. it has an impact on the others. And what you and I 
have spoken about for a long time now is just that. Um, For the audience, uh, we go back to childhood, you and I as as friends. And so now professionally, we have a similar overlap, uh, believe it or not, between the mental aspect of health and then the physical aspect of health. And particularly yours has to do with the oral end of things, which is, um, (laughs) we're both chuckling. Um, But it's, uh, it's, it's, Oral oral hygiene is, I think, really overlooked and almost even taken for granted by uh, certainly by first world countries. But then those of means within our first world countries, I think we we tend to just I don't know, I guess take for granted is the best way of putting it. It's almost like people who uh, drink a lot of alcohol, you just assume your body processes and you're like not even aware that your liver may be deteriorating. So similarly, I think, you know, your mouth can deteriorate if you're not taking good care of it. And then it has a, a ripple effect on other parts of the body. Um, um, I think it's actually kind of more than that. that. It's actually kind of more than that. Um, one of the first things that they try to teach you when you go to dental school is this new kind of perception, a new kind of way of thinking about things. Maybe back in the 1950s 1960s they said hey show up fixed teeth um i know that one of the first courses that i took they would talk uh, to us at us at great length basically saying things like the window is the let's see, excuse me the uh, the mouth is the window to overall body health and that's actually true because there's a lot of symptoms that sense. manifest in the mouth that you don't see elsewhere there's times i see people come in with certain types of things going on in their mouth and then i start asking them questions about their overall health and they don't have an answer or their response is hey i haven't seen a doctor in a while i don't know what you're talking about so it's almost like what what i do with behaviorism it's very telling when we see somebody absolutely. from afar it, it gives an indicator about what may be going on elsewhere. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Give, give some concrete examples, though, because I think we're talking maybe over people's heads. Well, okay. So a concrete example, I would have, like I said, I mostly work with baby boomers and older people. So they would, I have gentlemen, usually it's men, who come in and they would say, hey, doc, I got this tooth. Just pull it. Get it out of here. I'm done. And we say, okay, that's great. So um, let's get your blood pressure going. Let's take a look at some things. And then after we look at their blood pressure and we look at some things going on in their mouths, say it's like ulcers or other th- types of growths, we, we look at them we say, hey, when's the last time you actually seen a doctor? Oh, doctors? They're full of hooey. I don't go to them. I'm done with that. I'm just, can you just, just take this tooth out? I'm not playing. You're kidding me, really? People, no, re- people are rejecting primary care? Yeah, no, well... Yeah, I guess you can call it rejecting primary care. It's more along the lines of they haven't made up in their mind that I can't afford it, I don't want it, and I don't need it. Wow. Um, Also, people that come in and say, hey, if it doesn't hurt, it's not a problem. That strikes me as something that would – I mean, like I want to pause here and and talk about this Mm. for a second because it's – this is something we've never talked about. Mm. Um, I would would assume that that kind of mentality would come more from the millennial generation where it's like – you know, I, I can Google myself and my own symptoms and I can treat it mm. in my own bedroom. I wouldn't expect that from the baby boomer generation. No. Um, the reason why they kind of come out that way is because they have a history of just like, hey, I hate going to a doctor. I hate being diagnosed. I hate being judged. Oh, I hate enough. this kind of okay. garbage. I'm done. Yeah. But also at the same time, they yes, they have access to the funds to pay for it. I mean, they've have a, they've had 30 years of a career plus. They 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 do have pockets where they could afford certain types of care. But these are also people that who might have been traumatized in their youth. Maybe in 1968, something happened to them when they were 12 years old and they didn't like it when they went to a, like you know old Doc McStubbins and. Yeah. Doc McStubbins didn't have the nice dental office we do. And, hey, he put you in a headlock and he yanked that tooth and he yeah. said, get the hell out of here. And apologize to anybody who might be a doctor named McStubbins. And not to be confused <laughs> with Doc McStuffins, who's a lovable Disney There you character. go. See, there you go. <laughs> wow, that, that's astounding. Yeah. So anyway, back to your, your example. This person would come in and say, just yank the tooth. You find yep. out 
what blood pressure blood pressure is over like off the heart charts pulse is very high other things then you start going through a medical history you find out they haven't seen a doctor in a while and we say hey look here's what can happen if we try to get this tooth out sure you know things can be great but there's a lot of potential um, complications there's a chance for a heart attack stroke and possibly even death and they don't look at that way they don't think of it that that way they're like just you know hey you know what I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fix my truck. I gotta go back to work. I gotta go get groceries. I don't have time for this, and I really don't appreciate you not helping me out. I'm out of here. No and, kidding. And so they, they, they just reject yeah. that wholesale. Then they don't oh, even yeah. listen to what you have to say. Yeah, usually they're out of there. But once they kind of shop around, or once they kind of just talk to the, it's usually the wife that's like, "Hey, you need to get back there." Um, sure enough, I've had a couple of um, patients come in. They were, you know, female and say, "Hey, real quick, doc, uh, before you leave the office, uh, yeah, what's up?" Hey, you know, you talked to my husband a month ago. I don't know. What was his name again? Uh, you know, my, my husband. Oh, okay, yeah. Mr. Um, Smith. Mr. Smith. Smith McStubbins. Sure, Smith McStubbins. Um, well, he went to see his heart doctor, and sure enough, um, there's some really bad stuff there, and we got him on some medication, and we got him going on something that really he really needed to, to take care of. And, oh, by the way, did you know he had a pacemaker? And then, and then it comes back to where we're at, where it's like, okay, uh, the bacteria in your mouth can actually attack that. That's make wild. that fail. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. So, so yeah. if I'm understanding correctly, by pulling the tooth, you would maybe loose those bacteria upon the rest of the body. No, there's always bacteria in your mouth. Your body is very good at taking care of it. Your immune system is always very good at it. However, if you're not taking care of your mouth, if you're not like brushing, flossing, mouthwashing, if you're not really just keeping it immaculate, if you're making food like poor food choices, bacteria can basically get a get a, a toehold. They can set up shop, and then from there they invite their friends and they invite their family and they start throwing parties, and your immune system just can't handle it. So they're just kind of getting access to your bloodstream because they're just they're like, hey, we got our apartment complexes built around these things called teeth. It's called you know we're we're, we're throwing wild parties, and your immune system's trying to break it up. And it's your immune system just can't keep up with it, and that kind of gets sucked, you know, sucked into your bloodstream because you're, you know, it's all innervated, it's all sorts of blood there, mm-hmm. it's all sorts of vessels, it, and, and and when things like that get in your bloodstream, yeah, you, they can every now and then just kind of grab a hold of something, and so you got to find what things we know in medicine that can be that toehold, and we find that it's things like pacemakers. Hip replacements, joint replacements, pig, mm-hmm. you know, valve Surgeries. replacements yeah. in your heart. Anything where humans came in and made it happen. Um, so, yeah, you, you got to keep it clean. Got to keep it happy. So, so okay. So to to recapsulate this mm-hmm. for the for the audience, mm-hmm. um, bacteria in the mouth mm-hmm. live in the mouth. They yep. can set up shop if yep. you don't take care of it. They yep. can then jump into bloodstream mm-hmm. uh, and go to other. Uh, sites mm-hmm. where they can then be yep. hosted, and those sites typically are places where you've been worked on yep. before, and or a foreign entity has been implanted. Yep. That could be a cadaver ligament in your knee, sure. or it could be a pacemaker in your heart, or, or mm-hmm. any number of things. Yep. And those are those are really um, prone to bacterial mm-hmm. uh, invasion. Mm-hmm. And it can start in the mouth because the mouth is full of blood vessels, and it's and, it's, and from and as we know, blood goes everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned something earlier uh, about food and diet and how that can Absolutely. lead to poor oral health. And then, as we just illustrated, oral, poor oral health can lead to poor physical health. Um, yeah. In a minute, I want to try to make the link to mental health. But um, talk a little bit about the foods that we eat that are unhealthy, undesirable, that maybe we're not paying attention to. Um, pretty much anything that is – most people – thinking like oh you know sugar um i would actually jump a little bit ahead of that and say anything that is really high in citric acid or phosphoric acid what what is that what is that soda soda 
I only know monsters, that because I used to make it. Monsters, but, rock oh, energy stars, drinks, Red okay. Bulls, energy drinks. There's, I know that um, there's a lot of like, a lot of teenagers that roll into my clinic and and their mouth mm-hmm. is not happy. And my first question is, is like, so what do you like to drink? And they're, they're kind of like, well, wait, what, 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 what are we talking about? What we're drinking? What, what do you like to drink? Oh, well, you know, buddy, I just drink a lot of water and I brush my teeth. And it's like, okay. I and know you can that's tell they're lying true. right off the bat. No, I don't, I'm not going to confront the them The teeth on don't that. lie. They don't. The, 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 the tail of the tape mm-hmm. it doesn't lie. I know what's going on. Something's going on here. It's Gatorade. It's Red Bull. It's, it's, it's something along those lines. It's something where it's like, and then you can start really getting into that. You've got to put on your detective hat and you've got to start asking questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, so you brush... Every day. Oh, yeah, I absolutely do. Okay, when? Mm-hmm. How? Show me. With what? I mean, you can just, we can keep going down this rabbit hole. I can keep asking question after question after question until you finally like crack under it. And basically, it's it's like, okay, well, I brush in the morning and then I go to school and I'll drink a Red Bull or a vodka and then another. Vodka and then another. Cool. No, not vodka, <laughs> Red Bull. A Red Bull, a Monster, a Rockstar, um, some type of soda. Something You're going to drink it one at eight, one at nine, one at 10, one at 11, one at 12. These kids at, are really drinking that much. Oh, uh, they're drink? drinking. Oh, yeah. There's there's some that'll kill off like four or five a day. Like what? those big 24 ounce monsters, those big 24 ounce. They were Rock popular, stars. but I didn't know they were yeah. like that. Holy cow. But then they go home. They're like, hey, I brushed my, my teeth before bed. And I actually got into this kind of quasi-argument with another older patient. He's been in his mid-20s, early 20s. Everything was just kind of bombed out in his mouth. And he was just like, look, you know, look, dog. Like, what, like, what do you eat? What are you doing? What are you drinking? Something's not right here. Something I'm like, look, I can fix this stuff. But if you're not taking care of it, why it's, mm-hmm. it's just like driving a truck and you're constantly off-roading this truck you're, you're you're jumping things you're going through mud and then you don't wash it you don't repair it you don't change the oil you don't fix the tires like even if you do you're like okay i'll fix a tire or two here but you're still your behavior is just not yeah the shocks conducive. are out exactly yeah. everything the stress the shocks everything like like come on we gotta we gotta we gotta dial that back a bit you gotta kind of slow down otherwise we're spinning our wheels what's the problem what's the problem what's the problem after a while it finally came out this i think this guy was a carpenter or something blue blue collar and he was just like hey well you know i drink a lot of gatorade but hey you know what that's good for you uh, almost, so goes the commercial because uh, you know hydrates bronco yeah, it's what almost, plants crave yeah, almost like that movie <laughs> idiocracy it was just like hey it's got what plants crave and it's just like mm-hmm. no it, it's it's full of sugars but more importantly the citric acid the citric acid and the sugar combined that's a death sentence and he was just like, well, hey, you know, I do brush my teeth. And I said, okay, when? Let's go through it. When, was it, when does that happen? 12 hours apart. And he just couldn't quite put that two together. And basically what it came down to was just like, look, here's the analogy. The only analogy I can think of that might work. You have a swimming pool. It's 50 meters long, and it's full of toxic sludge. You dive in. You swim across that pool, and you get out, and then you go and take a shower. shower and you say, hey, guess what? I took a shower. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter that I just swam mm. through 50 yards, 50 meters, 50 whatever of this nasty toxic sludge But because I, I, I washed myself off. And it's just like, no, it doesn't work that way. This stuff, you're bathing your teeth in just bad things that are just, just destroying it and rotting it. So for people who <clears throat> uh, have a you know six-can-a-day habit of Diet Pepsi, mm-hmm. um, would brushing two or three times a day in addition to the morning and the evening fight that? Or are you just still fighting an uphill battle because it's so it's a, it's a losing battle. It's Stalingrad. It's it's mm. just you're you're stuck in this nice you're, you're stuck in this situation basically where you're just not going to get ahead. Um, you're just and then also basically like again going back to mental health. You're just basically trying to justify your bad behavior. You're just right. trying to justify. Hey, you know what? I got shown there's a really bad path. There's a bad destination there. We can totally avoid that path. We can totally avoid that destination. But you know what? I'm just not going to do that because I like. 
really cold sugar water that makes mm-hmm. me feel good. Yeah, and and some people are you know really hooked to caffeine and whatnot, mm-hmm. or it's, they just like the mm-hmm. taste or whatever it is. And and I love the the reference. Or thank you for making the segue for me mm-hmm. into um, mental wellness. And what you reference there is something called a homeostasis. It's a pattern. It's a habit. Um, it, it may be a bad one. Um, and what we know about homeostases or patterns is that if you get into a habit, we don't really break them. What we do is we develop new habits uh, that then replace them. So mm-hmm. what would come along with that would be maybe instead of um, you know six Diet Pepsis a day, you have two Diet Pepsis a day, and uh, you're brushing after every meal, and in between you're hydrating with water. Uh, and, and that, you know, washes the mouth and whatnot. So that becomes your new habit. And, but to break any habit, I, I'm sorry, I just said we can't break habits. <laughs> to, to form a new habit that replaces the old one, there you go. what you do is um, you have to find some information and some compelling interest that convinces you to go that different direction. And what I'm hearing from you is a lot of resistance. And I see it in, in my own Massive. in my own work. There, there's a lot of resistance, resistance to change simply because change is very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. But even in the face of medical science and information mm-hmm. that has been researched, people are still not interested in doing that. Like, it doesn't make sense. Dentistry is just this really weird, strange, redheaded stepchild. I apologize to anybody who has red hair. Of, or is a stepchild. Or is a stepchild. Or both. Or both. Um, it's just really this kind of neglected, misunderstood, never really people tried to understand um, part of medical health. Now you're um, speaking my language. I mean, imagine living in the theoretical realm of med- yeah. medical health like I do. No. <laughs> um, I could I, – I mean the hardest, I, the hardest part of my job any given day of the week is education. I do everything in my power to educate people. I do everything in my power to give people information. Um, they're like podcasts, like podcasts. Sure. Let's get the word out there. Let's figure it out. Um, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of just kind of just, there's this part of people that they don't want to listen to that because there's this part of their brain. And I like to call it the animal part of the brain where people are like, Hey, this simple thing makes me feel good. Or, Hey, this easy thing makes me feel good. Or, Hey, you know what? Um, it doesn't hurt me. I don't need to pay attention to it because you can't see it. Can't see it. Can't like doesn't doesn't cause pain. Yeah, you can't really even. Yeah, exactly. You can't it doesn't cause pain, but it will. And you, and you can't really think about it in in the abstract. And so that's what it usually comes down to: young or old or middle aged. It just comes down to hey, this hurts. All right, get something done. Um, but the but the something that needs to get done oftentimes, and I can it's reference never a good conclusion. Well, well, I can reference you know people in my own mm-hmm. uh, practice where you know it's like here's what needs to get done, and the here part here's mm-hmm. what needs to get done part involves long-standing systemic yep. adjustment not just a quick fix yep. like changing the tires on the truck you've been yep. beating up you know we can yank your tooth man but yep. um ultimately this this uh this toxicity is going to overtake your body if you don't change your habits and so communicating that type of education sounds um just as it sounds like just as big of an undertaking as what i do when i'm chatting with parents about you know like why does my 13 year old do what he does mm-hmm. it's like well because he's been practicing for 13 years you mm-hmm. guys as executives of your home as the parents need to mm-hmm. change the way that you you mm-hmm. parent and change and, and adopt if you haven't adopted one and if you have and, and you need to change it the parenting mm-hmm. philosophy well t- oftentimes you know, i ask what what what's your parenting philosophy and they look at me like you know like a a, a fish might look at a well a lure and then i explain what parenting philosophy is and it sounds like you're having the same uphill battle where it's like hey how do you take care of your mouth and everybody just looks at you and goes <laughs> what do you mean take care well, of my mouth i think the difference between where you're at and where i'm at is if you have somebody it's like hey i don't like it when my child does behavior x y or z behavior uh, uh, uh. 
there is no real dollar sign attached to that. Maybe, maybe metaphorically there might be, Hey, maybe if junior doesn't listen to me, he might smash my truck up when he's 16. I don't know. But where I'm at, it's like, Hey, if you don't take care of this, here's the dollar amount it's going to take to fix it. And mm, a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, wait, it's going to cost. And we can give them solid numbers. I can be like, go up front, talk to my front office. Here's what it's going to take to fix the things that, that when in the future, when we get to that point, when you lose all these teeth and we're in such a bad way, here's what, here's the dollar amount it's going to take to fix that. People are like, it's going to cost this much. Yes, it is going to cost that much. If not more, because if inflation will have added. And it won't be a good solution points. still. I mean, your natural teeth, there's no replacement for your natural teeth. There really isn't. A lot, I have a lot of people that come in and say, hey, you know, just yank them all and give me implants. Okay, let's talk about that. I'm not going to talk about it in depth here, but basically it's it's I have to basically like destroy their fantasy. I have to mm. rain on their parade. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Isn't this just some magical, it's really not LASIK. easy? Like, no, it's not LASIK. It's not easy. It's not magical. And even when it's done, it, that could still fail 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later. You're 30 something and we're going to replace it with this. Mm-hmm. Do you really seriously think what I can put in your mouth can last 50 years? <laughs> yeah what i can what i can put in your mouth is not gonna match what your whoever made you is gonna equal like <laughs> i think what's really sticking with me is the earlier conversation about how it's not limited to just the mouth uh-uh. whatever problems are going on in there no. um a lot of mental health manifests in the mouth too i've seen people with i've seen mothers who basically uh they lost a child and they stopped taking care of it and everything just just started to rot and destroy because they were just so depressed and their mental unwellness basically manifests in their mouth and then a couple of years later like okay I'm, I'm gonna stop eating this garbage and i'm gonna start brushing my teeth again and it's like well we can save maybe half of them maybe a third mm-hmm. of them maybe a quarter of them that's an extreme example that's you know that's a mother who experienced the loss of a child but i have to sit there and i have to guide them through it and walk them through it i've also had other patients who are 19 20 21 years old they experienced cancer and then they had to go through their types of chemotherapy and whatnot and then they got very depressed and sad about that and then of course um again without going into the the dental aspects of it all their teeth again rotted out and then i have to step in and explain to them what's going on but there's a lot of you know mental unwellness and the deterioration of the human mouth i think that just fits with the overall holistic model of if you if you believe in yourself and you feel good from day to day you're more likely to say go to the gym eat well go out of your way to shop for the right groceries fix your own meals um exercise hang around healthy friends avoid toxic Mm -hmm. you know ingestions um i want to talk a little bit about um Alcohol, though, because you and I both, you know, like to imbibe on a beer from time to time, sure. and we enjoy a good cocktail with friends. And mm-hmm. um, I, what I'm hearing is, you know, sugar and alcohol is also yeah. sugar. And then oftentimes we end up, we do our drinking in the mm-hmm. evenings, maybe before bedtime or yeah. whatnot. And can, is that the same type of swimming through 50 meters of of toxic sludge well, before bedtime? Like, what is what is the overall effect of alcohol in the mouth? Alcohol in the mouth doesn't really do much to teeth as far as we can tell. That's good because there's alcohol in mouthwash as far as I remember. <laughs> there's a lot and it's really more about the pH and those it's more about like the how acidic versus how basic that is. Um unfortunately um there to be quite honest uh dentists have actually figured out how to not have teeth with cavities back in the 1910s and the 1920s. What was and that? All, no, 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 no. They just, they got all these studies. They got it all archived. They got it all figured out. It sits in the headquarters of the American Dental Association in Chicago, Illinois. Um, but people don't want to read about it. People don't want to learn about it. Basically, you just have to understand your mouth is just one giant ongoing chemistry experiment. If, and if you keep your hmm. mouth more basic than acidic, 
you're probably going to have less cavities or none. Really? So, but what I've learned... And so what, I shouldn't be brushing with Clorox, though. See, you're focusing on more on the brushing. It's 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 kind of like saying, hey, is there a lifeguard on duty? Mm. And and after uh, some people have drowned for the last five hours, it's like, well, hey, the lifeguard just came on duty. He can save people now. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it just basically becomes a chemistry experiment. Like, if you do throw stuff out on your teeth, okay, fine. If you do that every hour on the hour by the hour and not brush, now you're in, now you're in bad territory. Okay, mm-hmm. but if you do like, hey, it's Saturday night. I'm gonna have two rum and cokes or two rum and whatever or two mm-hmm. seven ups and whatever. Okay, you bathe your teeth with that acid for an hour or two, but you only do that once a week. Chances are you get home, you brush your teeth, you're fine. Um, it's it's just how concentrated you are in bathing that. Got it. There's just way too many people who are depressed, sad, unhappy, not taught well, not parented well. Can I say that? Sure. Um, who basically are just like, hey. We're all I products got, of our environment. I got my, my my sugar water. My sugar water is tasty, and it makes me feel good. Mom and dad are downstairs yelling at, at each other. And you know what? I'm up in my room, and i got my headphones on. I'm playing my video games. And you know what else makes me feel happy? The fact that I can drink my flavored sugar water of choice while I do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I need to stay up late and, and get really good at this video game because it touches that pleasure center in my brain. But I need something to kind of help me stay awake and also touch that pleasure center hey i got my mountain dew mm-hmm. i got my pepsi i got my coke so when you talk about mental unhealth you know unhealthiness and mental you know not being mentally well we're not, I'm not i'm not just talking about older people because i spend a lot of my time with baby boomers yes sure that's i i do work with them and we do figure things out they got a little little more of this little thing called life under their belt so they kind of got a bit more of understanding but i do work with teenagers as well because these people also have kids and their kids have kids i got plenty of kids who come into my clinic who are just things are not great mom's mom's not caring mom just kind of feels like hey my obligation stops the moment i roll into the parking lot and kick you out the door and say go inside get get stuff done fixed now you know it just mm-hmm. it, it, it these kids just don't understand they just don't know they're not in charge of their of their purchasing they're in charge of the groceries they're not in charge of buying things and when they go to mom and they say hey mom um Give me my, my, my flavored sugar water. Maybe mom's idea is like, you know what? I don't want to hear you complaining and whining. Just here's your sugar water. Go right, play your video right. game. Shut up. Leave me alone. They're enabling the bad enabling habit. Enabling and bad habit. I also have patients where like one parent in the middle of a divorce is kind of dragging in a kid against their will. And it's just like, hey, look at so-and-so's teeth. And I look at them like, and the kid says to me, age 14, 13, whatever, says, hey, can I get braces? I really want straight teeth. And I'm like, well, you know, straightening out a train wreck is still a train wreck. Mm-hmm. I can move perfectly rotten teeth. Absolutely. Oh, I'll give you the most straight rotten teeth on the planet. It'll be amazing. And then when we pull them out, it'll be really easy because it's easy to pull rotten teeth that are straight instead of crooked. And the, the, the blank no stare. Blank, no, no. The yeah. blank stare in their eye when I tell them that is like, you're not getting a referral to ortho from me. Brush yeah. your teeth. Get on top of it. And then I got to, but it's more important. I got to grab mom. I got to grab dad. I'm like, food choices need to change in your house. Mm-hmm. It's not, well, I told her to brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's bad parenting. That's that's lazy parenting. That's easy parenting. What are you feeding them? What are you letting them drink? When do they drink it? Why are they, why, like, are you supervising them as they brush? Why, why is that so hard to stand in the bathroom and watch them do it? Well, because, you know, my phone is dinging and I need to check Facebook. I'm being facetious, of course, but I'm glad you touched on the parenting aspect because it's so it's important. There. I mean, it's, it's, it's multifaceted when you talk about parenting. It's not just, 
um, teaching your kid good manners and uh, good limits and boundaries. You have to make the choices for them. That's what parenting is. We do have more life experience under our belts when we're parents or we we at least should. And, uh, and we need to impart that type of wisdom. But I guess what, what I'm hearing from you is there's parents that aren't even listening to the wisdom along the way. No. And so how could they possibly impart it onto their teenagers? And I guess maybe that's why we're seeing a lot of the, the devastation that we're seeing health-wise, not just in mental and behavioral health, but um, generically across all health fields nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about smoking as we, we need to wrap this up probably because people are probably getting bored talking sure. about, you know, listen to us talk about teeth. But talk a little bit about smoking, cigar, cigarettes. Now, you know, pot's getting more and more legal you know, across the country. Vaping's oh, vaping. Yeah, thing, great absolutely. one. Yeah. So you mentioned a lot about acidity and uh, basicity, um, basicness, uh, being, being basic, being basic, <laughs> basic. but uh, how, how does, how does smoke of any stripe, um, uh, affect oral health? Uh, to be honest, there is no, um, there's no immediate, like right on the moment kind of bad thing that may pop up. So for example, if you, if you're 16 and you, you start smoking within a year or two, you may not notice anything. However, that said, when you start getting the decades under your belt where you've been smoking for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, that's when basically uh, the it's not necessarily the tooth that's having a problem. It's the bone and gums around it. Mm. Uh, you basically come in. You say, hey, I, my teeth are really wiggly and they're really loose. And I say, your teeth are amazing. There are no cavities on them. Good for you. Yeah, doc. I've never had pain. Mm. Yeah, we have to pull them all. What? What are you talking about? I've never, my teeth have never hurt. Well, why did you come in here, ma'am or sir? Uh, well, because they're wiggly and loose. Yeah, all the bone has died around them. All the gums have died around them. There's no saving them. We cannot save this. This needs to come out. So how are they attached? Gum like, tissue. Did the roots die? But the no, tooth, the bone, the bone, healthy? the bone, you got to understand that, like I said, it's a, it's an ongoing chemistry experiment going on in mm-hmm. your mouth. Your immune system is constantly fist fighting with bacteria. Okay. Smoking basically takes your immune system and ties one arm behind their back and blinds it. Oh, because really, it's trying to fight off the toxicity. Without really, smoke. without really getting into like the uh, the biochemistry mm-hmm. of all that, basically your immune system is <clears throat> put into a fight where it can't win. Okay. So it's constantly in this nasty fight, and you constantly got byproducts, which is collateral damage. And those collateral the, the collateral damage basically is little signals in your in your bone and blood that says, "Hey, inflammation, bad stuff's going on here." Things start to die. Things start to break. The body down. can't fight it. Body it's can't fight just it. Fighting other but things. But it's at what we like to call in the medical community at a subacute level. Subacute means it's there, it's going on, mm-hmm. but you can't feel it and you don't notice it. Okay. okay, you got a lot of subacute things going on with you right now. Everybody in this world has subacute things going on. A virus gets into your body. Your mm-hmm. immune system says, "Hey." That we don't like that virus. Let's take care of it. And you don't get a sniffle. You don't feel. You don't get a fever. You don't feel bad. But because your body's like, yo, we got this. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what's going on with your in your mouth. But given enough time, you handicapped your immune system enough. Your teeth get wiggly. They get loose. Not to mention stained, nasty, stained, just yellow. Yeah, I was going to ask stained. about the stains. That's cosmetic, that, though. That's, that's cosmetic. So, so drinking coffee isn't necessarily a bad. Thing, that stains so, it too. Except for the acid. No, it just. Eh, but it's mildly. It's okay. mildly, mildly, mildly. At the same time, though, you're. Not, oh, some people may be drinking like ten coffees a day, but heck, I drink. The amount of coffee I drink, people really, they even call me Doc Coffee. <laughs> my my assistants and my staff call me Doctor Coffee or Doc Coffee. I've never had a cavity. Mr. I got, Coffee I got went to all my natural. School. Yeah, I got all my natural <laughs> teeth. Um, 
stain yeah stains there i go I, every six months i go to my hygienist she cleans it off and she complains and clucks at me oh that stain you hey that's <laughs> fine um there are other dentists out there that get crazy upset like no how dare you tell me um, look it's a better alternative than to like main mainlining gatorade <laughs> i and i even yeah. have to talk to people like you were saying earlier like hey instead of like you know doing drinking a certain amount of sodas drink less i have to tell you like look switch the coffee or tea instead of monsters rock stars red bulls you need that pick me up you need that little caffeine jolt cool but don't turn it into a warm milkshake where it's all sugar and cream now right. you just ruined it so i i want to touch on two more things one dovetails off that and then i want to conclude mm. with you know helpful mm. hints uh one is we're, we're talking about things don't because you you reference mainlining which no god i hope nobody's doing that but um <laughs> but it's not about what washes over the teeth it's more about the overall body chemistry and so mm-hmm. if you if you mainlined your Gatorade, you'd still have a bad body chemistry mm-hmm. because you're trying to, you know, figure out how mm-hmm. to process all this sugar and citric acid, like you said, and you'd, you'd mm-hmm. go naturally more acidic than, than basic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard, and I have done it, it's helped my digestive issues, that if you uh, drink a little bit of apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. that, even though it's acidic, it's, it's mm-hmm. apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. um, it has an overall basic effect on the body chemistry. True or false? I'm. I can't say. I'm, Answer I'm, now. I can't say yes or no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get stuck into a binary question. Yeah, no, no. But but what do you know about that? Honestly, I haven't looked into that. I haven't looked into the vin- vinegars and the acidity things and, when, and then the overall health of your body because you're kind of. This is where dentistry kind of gets murky, and this is where kind of where people kind of be like, hey, "That's voodoo." Uh, witchcraft. The occult. The. The amount of the types of substances that you you put into your body through the natural you know eating process, your body is going to convert it, play with it, and do what it needs to do with it. And at the end of the day, your pH of your blood is going to be about seven point four six, seven point four eight, somewhere in that that range, slightly basic. I'm not even talking about that. I'm not even talking about the overall what's going on with your body because too many people think like if I inject this, if I snort this, if I eat this, it's going to change this, it's going to change that. What I'm kind of talking about is like the bouncer standing in front of the nightclub. You're thinking about what's going on in the nightclub. I'm thinking more along the lines of like who's guarding that front door, who's standing at that front door, and if we can make the front door good, then what goes on in the club may be good. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about body chemistry and things like that, Yes, there are some things you can do with your phys- physically that with your overall overbody health. Yes, it can affect your mouth. And again, that's what goes back to the whole um, you know your mouth is is the window into your overall health. So yes, if you're doing bad things, if you're di- if you got autoimmune diseases, if you're diabetic, if you got AIDS, if you got cancer, if you got other things going on, yes, that then there's bad things that you know your underlying health trumps everything. Sure, underlying health trumps everything. But if you're young, if you're kind of reasonably healthy, if you're kind of in a place in your life where it's like, okay, I don't have any of those bad things getting, you know, getting me under, then let's talk about your health in your mouth. The bacteria in your mouth that are good, basic. If you keep things basic, they can't let the bad bacteria, which is acidic, take hold. That's kind of as about as simple as I can make it. It's about as easy as I can make it. That makes complete sense, and I think it's a nice segue into – solution oriented uh discussion as my child rolls something across the (laughs) ceiling upstairs um but uh what what are some of those uh everyday lifestyle adaptations that somebody could do that aren't 
a supplement that has to be taken in perpetuity or, you know, just the, the overall things we know about, like brushing, flossing, uh, mouthwashing. What are dietary uh, influences? What are some habits that you would suggest to keep well, people healthy? Let's put that into two categories. Let's put it into avoid and like fair enough. Go after, yeah, right. Pursue, avoid, pursue, avoid something that is sugary and acidic. That could even even to the point of citrus. I got patients who are like, hmm. "Hey, doc, I love my lemons. I love my apples. I do yoga. I stand on my head. Um, kumbaya. I am in touch with Varishnu. Whatever it is they're into. I think that's it's far. Vishnu. They're far eastern. Whatever. And mm-hmm. it's just like if you keep sucking on lemons, that's all acid. You're melting things. So my my advice would be to avoid the the sugary quick to reward acidic stuff. If it's a beverage and if it's full of just sugar and acid, don't. If it's a food that's basically full of sugars and acids, don't. Is that don't ever or is that don't by habit? Just remember everything in moderation, including moderation. Yes. Yes. Thanksgiving rolls around. Your birthday rolls around. Christmas rolls around. Eat the cupcake. Eat the cupcake. I'll give it. I'll give a quick example related to that. Um, growing up, I never had my parents didn't allow soda in the house. They just didn't feel it was worth. It. You don't need sugar water. Fair enough. However, on my birthday and Christmas, guess what we had? <laughs> sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Hey, w- playing soccer. Hey, yeah. you gotta. We're baseball, football, basketball, whatever. Yeah. Hey. Drink, drink some of that Gatorade. You need to replenish that. Okay, but mm-hmm. I didn't go home and, and celebrate my victory with more Gatorade and then woke up and drank Gatorade with my crack, with my, uh, <laughs> my uh, was it Lucky Charms? Yeah. You know, Lucky Charms right there. It's a, it's, yeah. it's full of sugar. It's full of just, you know, good, Those good choices. Those marshmallows, though, man. When man, they crunch in the mouth, oh, you pull, so yeah, satisfying. When you're a little kid, you dig through that bag and you pull the marshmallows out yeah. and you leave the little, yeah, yeah, that kind of deal. You just It's just good. It's just one of it's pretty much one of those things where it's like the key to life, at least in the modern era. It's you have it's about due diligence on your own part. Mm-hmm. That's everything in this world. It's due diligence on your own part. Whether it's not you're going to drive down the street, are you going to drive down the street like a wild animal and just avoid? Hey, it's a red light. I'm running it because I got to go. Due diligence on your own part. Hey, you know, should I smack my partner around and slap this person around because I'm not getting what I want? No. Due diligence on your own part. Should I show up to work on time and do my job on time? No. I mean, well, yes. Well, yes, yes. You should do that. <laughs> or should I show, <laughs> up, to work? Should I show up to work drunk and drunk and, you know, tell my boss what I think about him? Well, no. It's just there's due diligence and there's things you got to do on your own part. If you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth and you floss and you do your little mouthwash and then you show up at your breakfast and someone says, hey, do you, you want to just keep eating all these sugar bombs? You're like, no. Maybe some eggs. Maybe some bacon, maybe some toast. So that gets into the pursue. What do we pursue? Pursue, um, well, not without sounding like a holistic freak, pull, like pursue things that are just not refined and not easy. So and there, there's the rub because it's can, not candy, easy. Um, candy, candy, uh, frozen meals. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. When I grew up, I, I ate a lot of cereal, but what cereals did I eat? What, what cereals did my parents buy me? Apparently Lucky Charms. Wheaties. No, no, they <laughs> yeah, didn't actually. It was Wheaties. It mm-hmm. was Cheerios. It was the cereals that didn't have sugar in it. Mine too. And so, you know, we looked at the ingredients. Yeah. It was, if sugar was in the first three ingredients, you yeah. couldn't buy it. There you go. And even to this very day, I still grab I still grab items off the shelf and I look at the list of ingredients. What's in here? Quaker Oatmeal Squares. Yeah, yep. Hey, even the, even the instant oatmeal hey mm-hmm. I, I it's easy right i tear it open i pour it in there and i remember there's many 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 mornings i grew up 
I and I even had this down to a science with oh. the, the bowl that my mom had oh, with yeah. the de- the bad floral pattern, the eighties yeah, kind yeah, of bad yeah. floral pattern with the blue ring. Yeah, exactly. And you knew exactly the amount of water you had to put in there because when you microwaved it for two minutes, that's the amount of water it took for you to get your Quaker oatmeal from your quick rip bag that would just it wouldn't be too soggy and it wouldn't be too like like un, runny. un yeah, yeah, yeah runny. But that was it was oatmeal. Yeah, it was oatmeal. It, yeah, it had some sugar in it. Sure, I'm not saying don't ever not ever. Just yeah. again, you got to be aware. You got to take responsibility, and you got to just know the consequences and ask questions. Right? Ask, ask questions, questions of your your people. certified licensed providers because there you go. ostensibly they have more knowledge than you there do. You, go. you you run your own career. If I want accounting advice, I'm going to go ask an accountant. Yeah. I'm not going to tell them yeah. no. Or you know, when they hand me the bill, it says it's this much to do your taxes, and I go, oh, I could do that for for half that by myself. Well, yeah, you're also going to get, you know, probably the yeah. half the half the effort and and uh, half the the warranty. So, um, in short, it sounds like uh, common sense. And I don't know how common it is anymore, mm-hmm. especially with change the changing landscape of, you mm-hmm. know, what research uh, indicates what is to be consumed. I mean, we've how many times have we gone back and forth on whether or not butter is healthy for somebody, but. Um, you know, balanced diet, um, moderation, moderation, moderation of, including of moderation. consumption, including moderation. Sometimes you don't want to be Slash so moderate out. that you, you die of boredom. Yeah. Um, but it, I guess also in summation, don't ignore your oral health. It's not something mm-hmm. to be taken for granted and, um, and or just um, ignored because it is easy to do that. And then you turn around at 50, 60, 70 years old and you, you still got plenty of life left to live and uh, you don't want to live it in pain or misery or or having to chew through dentures. Um, so so start now if you're young and listen to this, and if you're old, what do, what do you say to old people? It's you know that that are in their 60s or 70s who might be listening to this podcast. Um, same advice, right? Absolutely. Stay on Absolutely. top of it. Uh, clean. Go go get your regular six month visits yeah. to the dentist and uh, listen listen to what their feedback is. Um, I don't know that you can put a dollar value on physical or mental health, but we do because that's how market is driven. And uh, and if it's important to you, I guess you you get it done. And if not, that's fine too. Is there also a dollar value on being able to eat without being in pain? Yeah, true. Quality of life. True. It comes to quality of life. That's what I it all comes down can to. Tell you that I don't want to drink my uh, food every meal uh i'm still young even though i've got gray hair but uh i thanks man i appreciate you doing this um you're down for a holiday and uh thanks for letting me drag you into uh, augmenting our podcast i don't know if we'll ever get a a dentist on again um but i appreciate it well let me let me say one last thing and then you can close out just remember to anybody who's listening uh teeth aren't for everybody and you only have to brush the ones you want to keep we will end on that note Thank you for uh, listening on behalf of the Noggin Notes crew and the Zephyr Wellness family that always sponsors this show. Uh, we wish you great mental and oral wellness. Thanks, there Damien. Have Thank a good you. one. My pleasure.